Before we start today's episode of Zillennial Canon, we just wanted to let you know that there's a link in our description to some friends of the pod, including Adam's second podcast, Aggressively Okay, that he hosts with Joe, Back to Back, Seltzercast, and a few others that we know you'll enjoy. Thanks for supporting us, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Come on and slam. Welcome to Millennial Canon. I'm Kira. And I'm Adam. Did you like that intro this week, Adam? I, yeah, it was great. I'm... I could, yeah. It just, it wrote itself. <laughs> the um, eyes went all the way back, like to the back of my head. But it was great. <laughs> it was great. So this week we are continuing our Looney Tunes double feature with Space Jam. Um, and who else but sean patrick o'brien from seltzer cast to join us hello i'm here to discuss space jam i'm uh sean patrick o'brien from seltzer cast i literally just reiterated everything kira just said (laughs) in case you weren't listening the past 20 seconds hello hello kira hello adam hi how are you hey i'm good i'm good okay Oh, good. So, um, All right, so now that the formalities are out of the way, let's yeah, get into business. Now that, now that we've let's, introduced let's... ourselves, because we don't all know each other, um, <laughs> Sean, you specifically have said, I feel like you've said it for a while, that when we do Space Jam, like your two movies were Kangaroo Jack and Space Jam. So uh-huh. why don't you explain to the audience why Space Jam? Sure, yeah. Uh, Space Jam was my first movie in theaters. Um oh completely like ever uh i was born (laughs) i was born in october (laughs) uh 1995 uh space jam came out in november 1996 so the the story is that i didn't go to a movie theater for a year i guess that makes sense because like why would you take a newborn into the movie theater uh and uh yeah it was a one year and one month old uh, and so went to Space Jam and I stood up the entire time um, <laughs> because I was just like amazed by everything I was seeing. I guess that's, you know, that's what I've been told by my family who was with me. But, you know, uh, I've always loved this movie. I've always loved the Looney Tunes. Uh, they've always held a special place in my heart. Just watching like the blocks of the old cartoons on like Cartoon Network and everything. And then, um you know, like I know uh, both of you covered back in action. That's great too. Love that. But uh, something about Space Jam, I always revisit and I really love. And maybe it's a subconscious thing, just because you know uh, I I truly like grew up with it. However, uh, I it definitely still holds up. I watched it like last week. It's still really great. Um, I don't remember if it was like an anniversary or something, but I'll say that uh, Kira and I went to. The screening of it in Manhattan at the Tribeca Film Festival. Uh, I don't know how many years back it was, but it was like, I don't know, three, four, five. I don't know how many years I've been out of college now, so it's hard for me to... <laughs> it's it was probably 2016 that. because that would have been the 20th anniversary, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. that, that would yeah. make sense. So pr- probably around 2016. Um, 
that was really great. And that was probably the first time I had seen it in a very, very long time. Um, you know, I've seen it on TV and stuff and I had the VHS I would watch all the time as a kid, but sitting down in a theater and watching it, you know, uninterrupted and not on like Cartoon network or anything with ads or wherever, uh, it it was real. I was like, wait, this movie is like amazing, and it like held up. Um, and yeah, one last thing I'll say about the Tribeca screening that was really cool is that uh, 2016, the height of Snapchat, there was a there was a filter where it would look like Bugs Bunny was like coming out of like a hole, mm-hmm. which was really cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. They had <laughs> but, like a step and repeat too, where yeah. you like could put Bugs Bunny like. But it's like it was like at like a community center or something or like a school in like yeah, an auditorium like sponsored by ESPN. Yeah, 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 it was like cool. But then it was really cute because there was like a lot of like kids there, like little like babies running around and stuff. So, yeah, it was like an 11 a.m., 10 a.m. screening that I was like, all right, we got to get up and go to this because when <laughs> am I going to have the opportunity to see a Space Jam movie in theaters again? Well, uh, now, now we have that opportunity this summer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're all crossing our fingers with anticipation that it's yeah. even uh, half as iconic as this movie. I'm excited. I saw the trailer and I'm really holding out and saying, you know what? The latest trailer, the animation looks incredible. I'm pretty sure, uh, I'm about to maybe misquote, but I think I read that, uh, with like, when they're like a little bit more like 3D, the animation's done by industrial light magic. And I was like, that's oh. insane. And so visually we know it's probably gonna be like incredible. Yeah. But um and there was like a few moments in the trailer that I did laugh and I was like, oh, those are like classic Looney Tune moments. But then we also have Daffy saying uh, <laughs> like seeing something shocking and then turning to like whoever and being like, uh, well that happened. And that's like the worst, uh, pro- possibly the worst humor that could ever <laughs> happen in a film. Um, also I wouldn't, uh, you know, and don't get me wrong. I'm going to be there opening night on space jam, but, uh, I-, I have to say I was disappointed to hear, uh, the character of Granny say "haters gonna hate." I don't think <laughs> canonically that Granny would say the words "haters gonna hate," but maybe that's just me. Um, yeah. Any Granny heads out there? Um, let us know what you think <laughs> Granny would say in that moment. Any Granny? <laughs> I know it's oh. funny because like last week on Back in Action, I like forgot her name and um, Kira, and and like they're just like granny and i'm like oh yeah her name's granny yeah, like, yeah. i just i forget so many other names kaden like knows like all about looney tunes and even i know nothing about looney tunes and mm. this bitch adam didn't know granny's name he said <laughs> I, he said, I, I he thought... said the, the bitch is next door or something like that <laughs> <laughs> i love the looney tunes i just forgot that her name was granny like i knew she was a granny but i didn't realize that, that was her name so sorry mm-hmm. uh, I, I would also like to just say straight off the bat that um you know it is a sequel so 
sequels always have to like up the ante on things and multiply things so instead of uh the the four writers credited to space jam the original space jam uh we have a whopping six writers credited to space jam a new legacy so uh look forward to uh everybody's uh screenplay credit and also story by credit for four other people or four of the same people honestly who knows anymore uh, it's just, uh, it's, it's pretty atrocious, I have to say, but we can only hope, you know, four writers on Space Jam is, is quite a lot too. So, you know, I mean, we'll that's just, it's just more brain power. Isn't that a good thing? Uh, that's, that's Hollywood baby. They yeah. need it to fight the Monstars. Yeah. Who is it yeah, in this they one? Need the whole team. It's Don Cheadle, right? He like, he's just the bad guy in this one. It's Don Cheadle, um, who is an evil computer algorithm. <laughs> That's love that. Kind of cool. It's I mean, epic, not lie. aren't we all evil computer algorithms <laughs> at this point? Yeah. I'm just engaging with content. That's my that's my new line. Yeah, that's your response to everything I've said for the past few days. Like, I mean, <laughs> I'm just go, engaging like, with content. Yeah. I'm just like, that's Kira, all... what should I wear today? And you're like, I'm just engaging with content. And I'm like, what are you <laughs> Adam, um, what are your memories with Space Jam? Um. I think I have like somewhat similar memories with Sean. I didn't see this in theaters, obviously, because I was like born uh, in '97. But it was a movie that I watched at a super early age, and it's actually like one of the first movies that I have like distinct memories of watching. Um, I think it was like either when I was like two or three or four or something. Like one of my like earliest memories of watching something at home. Um, like I just remember being on my like living room floor and watching it. And just like it was on cable, like it was like on TNT or TBS or something. And so I had the commercial breaks in between, but like I remember loving it as a kid. Um, I don't know, it's like one of those movies that like I had to like watch anytime it was on cable because for some reason we never bought it. Um, but it's like one of those movies that like lived and died on cable for me. And um, like I just rewatched it again like yesterday, and it was my first rewatch. In, God, I, I want to say almost like 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been kind of nervous to rewatch it because I have like really good memories of this movie. And, um, you know, Space Jam for some fucking reason is like the, it has discourse sometimes. Like, is it a good movie or is it just nostalgia? And like, I, it's a I've good always, movie, flat out. I've, well, I've always, been in, I've always been in the camp of like, I don't want to rewatch it because I don't want to know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to know the answer to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that I've rewatched it, it's a good movie. Like, I don't it's care. Good. Like, yeah. it's good. Yeah. No, it's it's not like amazing. It's not like I, I would say Looney Tunes back in action is probably a better crafted movie. Um, maybe. Yeah, but there's I, like a plot to that movie. Well, don't get too excited, Kira, because okay. I will say I might personally prefer Space Jam and only because um the way it like dives into like basketball culture and also like MJ's like career, like his actual career. Cause like at this time of it being released, like pokes one of him, like playing baseball and like leaving the bulls and like every, like if you watched um, the last dance, like last year, like a lot of us did um, like, it's really funny to watch. Like, this is a great thing to watch after watching the last dance. Um, the way it pokes fun at MJ's career and also like the NBA as a whole in the nineties. Cause like, that's the best era of the NBA and this movie. Like, I don't know. It has like great Looney Tunes jokes, great just movie jokes in general, 
but also great inside jokes for people that appreciate the NBA. So like, I, I love this movie still. I really do. Did they yeah. address this in the, in the doc? Um, yes, briefly, because it was around the time they were filming it around the time. I believe that he was returning to basketball mm-hmm. and um, they had to build a uh, Warner Brothers. Uh, well, no, he told Warner Brothers, like, OK, I can film this movie, but I have to have like certain hours out of the day mm-hmm. to like practice so I can. They, like, they built him a basketball. Court. Yes, they built him a basketball Legend court. And, yeah, yeah. No, they showed footage in the last dance of the basketball court um, and him like training at it. And it was like they like literally like built it on set. It looked like a professional, like actual like place you'd like play in it, like an actual auditorium. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool, and yeah, I don't know. Like it, I, I, it, I like how it's like so much like a thing with MJ. Like where it, like he just brushes it off. It's like oh, that happened. Like it was a part of my career. Mm-hmm. But so many of us like define our image of MJ with Space Jam, but right, he barely right, remembers right. it. Like that's so funny to me. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely want to watch that documentary i've heard a lot of good things about it um, it's great a, a lot of the 30 for 30 nba documentaries are like really great but that's probably the best one uh it's really really insightful do either of you know if they're making a um documentary about um lebron james at this point in time because uh-huh. i would love to see the scene where warner brothers approaches him and says we're gonna have to cut the Casablanca sequence where Pepe Le Pew is taught about consent. We have to cut that from the movie, which is an actual thing that happened. <laughs> so uh, yeah. needed to needed to just segue into that for a second. Um, yeah, I I feel like I don't remember ever watching this movie. I feel like it's just always been like present in my life. Well, I like, feel like a lot of movies we talk about, it's like Cars and like Shrek, where it's been memefied so much that it like almost lives not, on in not that even way. Not like memefied, but it's just like, yeah, I've seen that so many times, but I can't remember why or how or when. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess because right. like the whole like cable aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that I do remember the most is that I had the PlayStation 1 game of this. And oh, wow. I remember so vividly like the like soundtrack and like it the like announcer voice like over the whole thing and like all the sound effects and like the monsters like moved in like a really gross way and I was like kind of scared of them um and I didn't really know how to play so I would do like the same levels over and over again but yeah I remember the PlayStation 1 game more than interesting the movie yeah I I do remember this cover I don't remember ever playing it but I remember like the cover of it like distinctly yeah like yeah. I played like I played this. I played Crash Bandicoot Racing, and then I played like okay. Mary Kate and Ashley Mall Mystery or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple, and a couple of uh, at this point, I'm just reading IMDb trivia, but this, this is interesting <laughs> stuff. Uh, and and IMDb trivia, uh, I will say, has no uh, confirmation whether any of these things are actually real but uh it's fascinating regardless i mean i'll, I'll say straight up um would, would it be a movie from the 90s if uh not for our good friend uh wayne knight starring in the film yes yeah, uh, i love wayne knight but wayne knight friend was the initial pod. choice to play stan yes i you, saw that Oh, you saw. I was gonna have people. Do you guess? Okay, so I, Adam, you I didn't. did this. 
Um, so like there's an like he wasn't the first choice, is what you said. No. Yeah. Um. Okay. Okay. So like, should I think of like people in the same like ballpark as Wayne Knight? Um. Yes and no. There's three of them. Oh, three of them. Oh. Um. I'm thinking. Because uh, I'm trying to think of like '90s specifically, like who was prevalent in the '90s that was like a bigger actor. Um, shit. No, wait. How did they try to get Kramer and then they like won, but then they had to settle <laughs> for uh, this guy instead? <laughs> um, they. You're close. Uh, okay, <laughs> so I, I'll start by saying the strangest one out of all of them, nowhere near Wayne Knight. Uh, the director really wanted Michael J. Fox to play the role. Um, and okay. also, this is how I say you're close to Kramer, is that uh, Jason Alexander was considered, and so oh, was Chevy Chase. Yeah. Chevy that... Chase was also considered. Chevy Chase makes sense, because um, this was like in the air, kind of close to the time he was doing like Fletch and stuff, and like he was still doing the National Lampoon sequels. Mm-hmm. So he was like doing roles like this. Um I can As imagine. For... I can definitely imagine Jason Alexander. Me too. Honestly, uh, I can picture all of them. Honestly, because like even Michael J. Fox, like while he's not anywhere near Wayne Knight at all, but like the type of role that it is isn't specifically. I don't know. It doesn't. It's not exactly about Wayne Knight. It's just like dorky guy who's like the annoying assistant that's like gonna pester him and, and like I could see any of those guys doing it. You know, he's hot off a of Jurassic Park here too. Three years mm. later, so by the time they were casting it, it was like he was really hot off a of Jurassic Park. And right. I and I have to say too that like, um, I think it's just because. I like, of course, everybody knows him from Seinfeld and stuff, but like, I do associate him with Jurassic Park. So, when I was watching Space Jam, I was waiting for the moment where he was gonna turn on Michael Jordan and the tunes, and it doesn't happen. He's literally just some guy, and then he, yeah. he becomes CGI tune flatness, which it's is the so most scary. grotesque. Yeah. Uh, thing to ever happen on film, but it's like and they literally like, wheel him away. They yeah. like it's so scary. Like and they, <laughs> you never know if he's. Do they ever show him again? Like I'm just assuming he, he died at the hospital. Like that time. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, like I feel like things like that just like remind me of like the terrifying scenes in Roger Rabbit, and I was like reading through like about the production of this movie and apparently Ivan Reitman like was like I'm making this movie and he went to Robert Zemeckis and was like do you have any advice and Robert Zemeckis was literally like don't do it it made my life miserable oh shit I saw also <laughs> like because it was so stressful um apparently Bill Murray did this movie because they wanted um like Bill Bill like regretted not being in Roger Rabbit interesting which i've heard from like but that's strange too because i i remember like a a a very clickbaity article too that was like what movie does eddie murphy regret passing on and that it was that he was he he turned down uh eddie valiant and roger rabbit but i guess i guess everybody turns down roger rabbit because like bob hoskins kills it and like that movie's like incredible and he's so good in it but yeah I could imagine that Bob Hoskins was not Hollywood's first choice to play Eddie 
in no, that movie and star in the film. So yeah, I yeah, not not to not to uh, uh, sidetrack and talk about uh, Roger Rabbit, but and then I feel like there's I feel like there's no way to talk about these movies because we yeah. brought up Roger Rabbit last week. There's no way to talk about these movies without talking about Roger Rabbit. Literally, yeah, agreed. Uh, something that I saw as well. Uh, speaking about Ivan Reitman is that uh, the director on the film, uh, Joe, Joe Pitka, Pitka. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say mm-hmm. that. Pitka. Uh, he's credited as director. However, people claim that Ivan Reitman is the actual director of the film. Interesting. Which um, is like the same thing with like, uh, isn't like Poltergeist credited to somebody else and Spielberg, Spielberg might have ghost directed yeah. it, but it was too close to E.T. or something. So like what did yeah. like Kevin yeah. Smith ghost write or something? Oh, it was rumored that Kevin Smith ghost wrote um, Goodwill Hunting, which they got the <laughs> Oscar for, yeah. which is like hilarious and probably untrue. But uh, imagine the world where it is true. Damn. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Hmm. No, I don't think to say. I'm just like reeling from that. I never, I forgot about the Kevin Smith Goodwill Hunting thing because I know he's like <laughs> friends with them, and I could imagine he was just like somewhat involved with the process, but I can't imagine that he actually like full on ghost wrote it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Controversial statement. Do not hate me, but this movie is like no plot, just vibes. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um. And I found out after reading about it that this movie was literally only made because there was a Nike campaign with Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan that was, like, successful. Yes. yes. Literally. Yeah. So it's just, like, that makes sense. That it's just, like, an ad, kind of. Um, yeah. Yeah. But... I, I'm not saying that I don't like it. I'm just saying, like, it's literally just vibes. Like, the movie, I just no. don't. I mean, like, I'm, like, not feeling super well right now, so maybe that's why I'm, like, not absorbing it, but I'm literally, like, there's not really anything, like, happening. Like, it's literally just vibes. You know, that's an interesting thing that you say that, too, because I think that, like, weirdly, that happens a lot with sports things. Yeah. Like, uh, for example, Uncle Drew was based on Pepsi ads. Mm Mm-hmm. And okay. not I only that, meant, I thought you meant the fact that there was no plot and just vibes. Not well, yeah, that as well. But being like coming from other things and then spinning off of that happens all the time with sports things for whatever reason. Uh, most recently, as well, Ted Lasso is based on like sketches that or p- promos for NBC sports coverage of Premier League. It's literally like Jason Sudeikis did the character of Ted Lasso. And got it just by doing like commercials for NBC and same with Uncle Drew and same with Space Jam. And also, I'm pretty sure that's how uh, the Hank Azaria show Brockmire started as well, which is interesting. So I don't know why Oh, that happened with like um, a Funny or Die short that I think might have tied to the NFL or something. But for whatever reason, like. It just happens like so often and I, I don't know why. And maybe it's just because sports are like really hard to translate on film um, yeah. so that if something's like funny and something works in like an advertisement or something like that, they kind of go with it because they already have like it going already. I don't know. But yeah, that's it's yeah. strange. It's a weird pattern that I because 
I can't name another film or television show that started as like a promo or a commercial and then they did it. It's only within the sports genre. Um, well, the Geico Caveman TV show. <laughs> yeah, like I was gonna. Yeah, with Nick Kroll. Yeah. Um, yeah, and even like, um, what is it like those insurance agents? Like they had their own spinoff animated show about. Oh, like, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like the little, the little like they kind of looked like Total Drama Island, kind of. Yes, literally. Yeah, I remember um, that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny that you bring that up because it's like. I, I think the reason why, like, because, like, sports moves can, like, they have to be only, like, two different things. Like, they're either, if they're serious, they're, like, really earnest, like, dramas, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like the Way Back, that Ben Affleck movie, or, like, um, Miracle, that Disney hockey movie, or, like, the Angels in the Outfield or something. Like, they're really earnest sports dramas. And then you have comedies, which are almost exclusively based in the fact that you get a lot of NBA or MLB or NFL cameos throughout. And yeah. you have a headliner, you have an actual like actor in there to do it, like to headline it. But the selling point is almost always the cameos. Like you can never make a full-on comedy without any of the athletes because I feel like the star power, because like now that the NBA, like I was talking about this at work the other day with my friends who also like the NBA. And it's like, I, I I didn't think about it until recently, but the reason why I like NBA more than like any other like sports brand is because like, it almost feels like you're watching like characters. Like these are real people, but like they all have like personas and like uh, larger than life characters. And it's entertaining to watch these people clash. And maybe that's why like these movies, just like they really capitalize off that, like the real life people coming in and playing themselves sometimes. Like, I think it's really interesting. And this movie definitely, I think, was kind of the blueprint to that. Because, um, like you said, Uncle Drew happened. Um, mm-hmm. I believe that movie Semi Pro with Will Ferrell also did that with a few NBA players. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, true. Like, there's a lot of NBA movies specifically that like really like do that. And it, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like sports movies usually lose me because I feel like it's usually the same exact plot where it's just like the underdog wins, mm-hmm. you know, not not like the film underdog, but, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, no, I hate sports movies. I truly do. I can't name a good sports movie other than Space Jam, to be completely um, honest. I, I can name like 80. Like, I don't. But then again, here's the thing. I But I have like a big soft spot for sports movies because I think. When I like Don, Sorry. Well, no, I was gonna say when they're done well, it can be like really effective. I like yeah. Ted Lasso. That's not a movie. Ted but... Lasso is amazing. I like um, um I I like uh, uh, she's the man. That's my. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm <laughs> looking sports at sports movie. movies now. Um, wow. I really like um, I love movies like Bend It Like Beckham and also Whip It, Whip It, yeah, Whip It and um stick it also that's a good one because they're like basically like coming of age stories literally like and i feel like like being like a young girl i was like this is so cool you know what and they're Um, all good this last season of snl was awful but one thing that i did like about this last season was that um one of the newer cast members i can't remember his name but he 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 showed like a lot of respect on the finale for uh, Brink, the Disney Channel original movie um, about like roller skating. And I used to love that movie when I was a kid because it's like the only movie about roller skating other than Whip It. I'm sorry, 
You need to put context to that. What do you mean the new SNL cast member put respect on the Disney Channel <laughs> he, original movie well, he was on, roller skating? He was on like Weekend Update and he was just like, he just went on a tangent about Brink and it was like oh, really okay. funny because it was so fucking like, ran, like out of nowhere. Okay. Like just randomly going, like he just, he gets like a two minute platform on a Weekend Update and just talks about how much he loves the movie Brink. Okay. The and it's really funny and i was like yeah you know what that is a great movie we need yeah. to cover it on the pod one day <laughs> i didn't understand if it was like written into a sketch or something no it wasn't even a, he just literally got on snl and talked about it it was fucking hilarious <laughs> yeah uh while while y'all were talking i was googling sports movies and i can firmly say that i don't think there's a sports movie that i like other than space jam <laughs> no rocky no creed no oh creed yeah creed's good don't, they're good but they're not like like i i like those movies but i don't love those movies i'm not like oh i fucking love rocky i gotta i gotta rock to Rocky. like no like <laughs> like and then also if if you look up sports movies it's like all right like fox catcher comes up like and like speed racer come up i wouldn't consider those sports movies they're just movies, um, right? Am I wrong? I don't know. Um, I th- they're just yeah, I like wouldn't... differently aesthetic sports movies. I yeah, I, I feel like Foxcatcher is barely a sports movie. Like it's less about the sport as much as like about addiction yeah, and like exactly um, exactly toxic co- co- yeah. like a toxic presence. Like he's a coach, but like it, it could apply to anything. Like right. it's not really about the sport. Where no, like no, something no. like Rudy or like something like that, I, so I was just gonna say Rudy. I, I have a question. Did anyone so maybe the reason why I don't like sports movies is because I associate them with sitting in a classroom mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. both Rudy and Remember the Titans I've had to watch in school like multiple times. Yeah, I don't like either of those movies. Are they good um, movies? Maybe. W- would I watch them ever again? No. I like both of those. I like Remember the Titans like way more. Um, I think that movie is like genuinely really good. Um, Rudy's like super cheesy, but I have a soft spot for it just because I saw it at a young enough age that I it didn't really matter to me. They're um, like they're like the kind of movies where it's like I do not remember one thing about them, no, but I know sure. that I've watched them multiple times in school. Yeah. And it's weird like how like American culture is very much like those like sports movies are the go-to movies even like out of a sports context to be like this is educational because it's going to like motivate the kids cuz it's like an underdog story. Yeah. And then, Wait. Like, yeah. Sean, do you like Sandlot? Um, I liked it as a kid. We both hate the culture on the Sandlot. I I think the Sandlot is like not to I, be like fucking basic, but I love that movie so much. I wasn't a Sandlot kid, but I definitely watched it like once or twice as a kid. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, this movie's really good, but it never really stuck with me. It's the same thing with those other two movies I just mentioned. That like, are they good movies? Probably. Would I watch them again right now? No. Will I watch them ever again? Maybe, but probably not. I don't know. I just it's just not my thing. Like, I don't know. Sports at least, movies sorry. I just want to say at least we can all agree that Talladega Nights, the Battle of the Rookie Bobby is the best sports movie of all time. Like at yeah, least we probably. can all agree on that. Probably I haven't seen that in years. I got that's it's that's something so I need to revisit. Funny. I, it's so funny. Like I rewatched it recently, and it like it holds up so well. It's like it's even funnier than I remember. It, it's really good. Um, 
yeah, yeah, sports sports movies just make me feel like I'm on like a field trip, and they're just like, we brought this DVD for all of you to watch on like a coach sure. bus or whatever, yes. you know, yes. like on like my eighth grade trip to like Philadelphia or something. Uh-huh. Um, they're just like, okay, everyone, we brought this one movie that is appropriate for everybody, and it's gonna inspire you, and we're all just like not paying attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I I don't know, I I guess I like. I, I mean, I, I think the difference between every movie that we just discussed that's, like, a sports movie to now is that, like, or to, like, Space Jam is that, like, Space Jam is, like, a basketball movie. And, like, if I'm sitting yeah. in a stadium and watching a basketball game, I'm definitely engaged in it. Um, and also, it really, really helps because you're watching a movie that has, like, the Looney yeah. Tunes in it. So, well, that's the that's great like part. The I think that's the, the point. The point. Yeah. Well, well, like that's why basketball is the best sport of all time, in my opinion, because it's like it's constantly moving. And Space Jam is just like basketball in the sense, like, like there's always something happening in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. there's like never a dull point. Like, you can say you don't like this movie, but you can at least admit that like something's always happening on screen in this movie. Like something yeah. is always just fucking at a 10 or 11. Like it's dialed up as far as it can go. And it's fantastic. Like even the opening credits are energetic. Like the that's opening how... credits are unhinged. Yeah. They're crazy. completely. They're like, you know, this guy, you know, this guy. <laughs> okay. This is yeah. crazy to me. Um, did any of you research the cinematographer of space Jam? His name sounded familiar. Okay. Well, his name probably sounded familiar because he did do some Zillennial-esque movies, such as The Bridge to Terabithia and Hoot. Uh, those were his oh, last oh. films. However, uh, early in his career, he did little movies such as uh, he was the cinematographer on um, Taxi Driver, what The, the Last Waltz, Raging Bull, The Lost Boys. Uh, yeah, so... He went from that to Space Jam to Bridge to Terabithia and who? I think they're all equal. I think they're all equally good. I think he consistently was good throughout his career, and that includes Hoot and Bridge to Terabithia. The same man who worked alongside the Looney Tunes also filmed or was the cinematographer on Paul Schrader's movie Hardcore. Speaking of auteurs and Looney Tunes, um, did you guys know that Spike Lee, like, wanted to write this movie? Space Jam? Yeah, he wanted to write the screenplay and Warner Brothers wouldn't let him. Because, the like, the film Malcolm X, like, they wouldn't give him enough money. Warner Brothers wouldn't give him enough money. And he just kept trying to, like, get more money for the budget. And he, like, went behind their backs and like a lot of like really prominent like wealthy like black americans like just gave money to the budget like without warner brothers like yeah not them like knowing but they were like extremely pissed off about it and they like wouldn't they wouldn't let him near space jam and now it's not insane and now his cousin directed the sequel Oh yes. Wait, really? Yes. yes. Yeah, Malcolm oh, Dewey. Right. I didn't know that. Who, that. who was a replacement um for Terrence now. Yes. Yeah. Which yeah. that would have been cool as we what talked has he done about again? last week. 
he's like a more experimental animator um i can't remember the name of there one of them's on hbo Hold on, i can't remember what he Nash. nance like n-a-n-a-n-a-n-a-n-a-n-a-n-a-n-a-n-a-n-a-n-a-n-a-n-a-n-a-n-a-n-a-n-a-n-a-n-a-n-a-n-a-n-a-n-a-n-a-n-a-
but Six Flags is clearly just like a park that doesn't give a shit. And by theming things, it'll be like, hey, we painted this coaster red and blue, so we're calling it Superman, and like that's it. Um, they especially don't care about uh, the the Looney Tunes. Um, when I went, the Looney Tunes play areas were very clearly the same play areas from uh, when the park opened, whenever that may be, with no maintenance done to them whatsoever, including uh, our good friend Granny's house, which I went in, which uh, was uh, completely abandoned and sun faded. And there was dirt on the ground and nothing was in it. Imagine like the <laughs> imagine like Mickey's house from like Toontown, but like, <laughs> like all the objects looking like, you know, where they do all cartoony, but like it's like the paint has chipped off all the walls and everything Why, like that's that. so funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> and it was right near the men's bathroom too. So I just kinda like walked in to be like, what the fuck is in here? Uh, no, Gritty's house actually stuff. is just the men's bathroom. Actually, that's what, like they <laughs> <It> just looks <laughs> to to put it to, to put it in the simplest terms. It looked like a saw trap. Like it looked like yeah. a. Shit <laughs> that's how much they don't care about the Lean Tunes. Uh, I also <laughs> I've tweeted about this. I feel like I've talked about it on many podcasts. Uh, I wouldn't be doing my trip to Six Flags justice if I didn't mention that we waited in line for a brand new mirror maze. We went. To, we were there for Halloween. Uh, I didn't do any of the roller coasters. Uh, we were there for Halloween in line for a mirror maze. Uh, everybody was like, yeah, this is this is the new one. It's going to be great. Essentially, what that means is uh, if you think of theme parks like Halloween Horror Nights, they will uh, um, change their houses every single year. Well, Six Flags has the same houses every single year. They don't change anything. So it was a really big thing that they were opening like a mirror maze um, that lasted uh, 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 two minutes long. So uh, we went inside, and through the mirror maze, uh, we approached a, a, a child's room. Oh, so scary. A bunch of stuffed animals uh, were lying in the room. Uh, in addition to the stuffed animals was a uh, costume. Uh, what costume was it, you're asking? Uh, Michigan J. Frog from the Looney Tunes. Uh, Michigan J. Frog <laughs> jumped up in the middle of the haunted house to scare us from the pile of stuffed animals. Oh, no. That was a, that was a scare that the set like. <laughs> thought would be really good in which i uttered the words i just said michigan j frog and then walked (laughs) to the next room yeah so six flags uh they don't care about the looney tunes and it's such a shame because you have to like look at like um uh you know parks that aren't in the united states if you want like somewhat decent like looney tunes content in theme parks uh one thing I bring up that does Six Flags so much better than Six Flags with all like the WB properties is uh, Warner Brothers World Abu Dhabi, which yeah. is essentially like, um, uh, I don't know, like uh, more like a Dave and Buster's, but Dave and Buster's trying to do like Islands of Adventure because it's like all yeah. indoors and like very it's, like, uh, insanely high tech. It's very right. cool. Yeah. Yeah, but um, and they they do have a, a an actual Looney Tunes ride there uh, instead of like uh, Camp Bugs Bunny. Like, yeah, let me ask: yeah. this is a very zillennial thing. I'll say, why is it that these off-brand parks like Six Flags or like Dorney Park and stuff they always have something called like Camp Blank? 
and it's either like Camp Bugs Bunny or like Camp Snoopy. And like it's literally just like carnival rides with like Bugs Bunny, but he's like deteriorating. <laughs> I think I have an answer. What? Because I think I, I have an answer. answer because if it's camp themed. Yeah. Um, and they don't have to theme it. Yeah, <laughs> they don't have to do like any theming. <laughs> they could just put the characters in the middle of like, like mulch. Right. And be yeah. like, this is the camp. This is the campground. I will say though, uh, um, somebody who has done that that uh, also stuck with that theme was Disney, being that there was a camp Minnie and Mickey, which is what I'm pretty sure was an Animal Kingdom before Pandora. So there yes. was something called Camp yes. Mickey before. I have so, pictures if, of me yeah. there when I was a kid. Right. Um, so in my house. Right. I don't know if it's just also, I, I agree with you, Kira. I think that it's just like a lack of theming and that's why they just slap the word camp on it. Mm-hmm. But I think as, especially as we like, well, I don't know. I was going to say, as we grow older, we distance ourselves from like camp, like who the fuck goes to camp still. But I guess there is kids who, actually go to camp and maybe i'm just like 25 years old and i don't i don't hear stories of children going off to camp because that'd just be weird yeah we're also like not in contact with like children or everything <laughs> that's what life. i'm saying yeah exactly. <laughs> so i don't know um, it's just uh um that but also i feel like the concept of like camp doesn't exist in films anymore like there's not like plots where like um, did you not to... see Magic Camp 2020, the Disney Plus <laughs> original? Come oh, on. Yeah, the, the movie that they, <laughs> they filmed five years ago and dumped on Disney Plus. For yeah, the, put some respect on its name. Yeah, of course, of course. Wait, <laughs> as we were talking about WB, um, on my desktop, literally next to the um, Skype call, is the screenshot of the YouTube video that's a tour of, um, of the WB like park. And it's in the merch store, and it's just a T-shirt of Fred and Barney, and it says "We be clubbing," <laughs> and it's like the funniest thing in the world to me. And I've just had the screenshot on my desktop for like a year and a half. But at at that place, they have like a like the whole like ceiling is like screens basically, and they have like a fake like fireworks show that looks like scary realistic. And they have a montage of, like, WB, like, properties, like, playing, like, all over the sky and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, really beautiful and, like, really well edited and it's, like, emotional. And then there's just, like, a clip from Eyes Wide Shut in it and it's really funny. Like, there's not, just, like, Nicole Kidman. Not to make this a whole theme park pod, because I do want to talk about the movie. But, but, I will say, um, I really wish that Universal, the theme park, got the rights like they did for like because like they had the rights to a few other warner brothers properties like mm-hmm. harry potter and uh is that it i think that might be yeah it. yeah mm-hmm. um so one they have the license to one warner brothers property but i wish they got the license to two um in that of uh, uh looney tunes they would think... universal would be the best people to do it i mean yeah. clearly disney would never do it but universal honestly if they could just take out all of like the cartoon area of Islands of Adventure, yeah, yeah exactly. and just yeah. retheme it to Looney Tunes, the Looney Tunes are so timeless that yeah. it would make so much money. It would also be such an easy retheme. Like so much of it would just be like repainting and then like add in like two more rides. The only thing I wonder is like, what do you do with Popeye? Because like I don't know what like 
Looney Tune is like water based that you can mm. do. But like, there's a lot um, of water attractions, but I I don't know. Like I don't I don't associate Dudley Do Right with water, but there's a Dudley Do Right log ride. You, you know? know what? That's that's very true. I didn't. Yeah. 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 You, can, you could just like say like, oh, Bugs Bunny has a ship or something. I don't. Like, I don't. Fucking yeah. Know. I like, listen. <laughs> I I fucking hate like copyright law. Like I cannot even describe my disappointment when we were sitting to watch The Conjuring the other day, and I was like wait, where's the Blumhouse logo? Maybe we'll get this at Halloween Horror Nights this year. And then I found out it's fucking Warner Brothers. Um, right, yeah. And like, Warner Brothers does their, uh, like, the reason, and, yeah, I'm sorry, Adam, that we're just talking theme parks. Oh, no, like no, 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 I'm just listening. That's, just listening. Millennial, that's millennial <laughs> The reason why uh, Warner Brothers doesn't have a lot of, like, uh, things, or, like, doesn't license their properties as much recently to Halloween Horror Nights, like, extremely recently, is because there is events in uh, Los Angeles where they'll try to do their own version of Horror Nights on the Warner Brothers lot. Um, So the obvious thing would be, like, oh, why haven't they done it at Halloween Horror Nights? And it's because, like, there's been it haunted houses. (laughs) And I think maybe Conjuring haunted houses. Like, yeah, like, like, on the Warner Brothers lot. Which is really cool. And, yeah. you know, I will say, though, that Warner Brothers doing that, honestly, they can have their properties and do it because that means that they're doing something with their properties that isn't Six Flags. Like Six Flags isn't even making use of those properties for their for their experiences in terms of like uh, Fright Fest and stuff. When I went to Fright Fest, the only IP that they had as a house was for Hellfest which was like the movie coming out that year. And that was it. And I don't even think that's a Warner Bros. movie. So it's like a Sony or something. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really, uh, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's tricky. That, that does upset me a little bit though. Cause like, just imagine like what Horror Nights would do with an it themed house. It's just like so exciting to me. Cause like how good they do. Cause I'm like a, Horror Nights purist. I, I, I've been on record. I've gone to every Horror Nights. Um, I would say since I think 2011. I haven't missed a year since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm a big fan of Horror Nights. I, I usually try to go like two to three times a year. And last year when they closed it, it broke my heart. I mean, uh, for good reason, obviously. But like, mm-hmm. uh, so hopefully this year, uh, everything goes according to plan. And uh, I'm, I'm super excited. But like, if they actually had an It House or even like other Warner Brothers properties, like you got Final Destination, you got uh, um, The Shining, even, or Doctor Sleep. They've done, they've done The Shining. Um, have they? Yeah. And yeah, I feel like that was maybe did. the thing that was the final, like, Okay, we'll let you license The Shining, but I I don't right. know if they've done the oh, Rose properties since then. Right, I for yes, that was a that was like 2014, right, or 2015 or something. Something like that, yeah. yeah it I was fairly recent, but I feel like they yeah. just haven't done it a lot lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, especially because of like the rise of Blumhouse, I think. Like they kind of have their own right, which big is thing going. Correct. Right. Yeah. No, and it, it's it's valid because like. I don't know, because, like, like, Universal really does have a lot of properties, like, especially with them, like, acquiring um, Michael Myers and stuff and uh, yeah. that thing under the Bloomhouse label now and, like, yeah, and Happy Death Day and Ma and all that shit is, like, becoming Yeah, when tablet. are we getting a fucking Ma house? Yeah, we need the Ma house. I would not be surprised. We need Ma's basement. 
Adam, because, literally, like, imagine, like, um, you know how they do, like, the, like, the stands, like, the pizza fry stands and stuff? Imagine a Ma's basement bar, like, a pop-up bar. <laughs> we literally talked about imagine? this on the pod. Have we? we? T- I thought we talked yeah. about it with Friend of the Pod, Zach, but, yeah. Oh, but I thought we talked about it on Pod before. But I like, mean, it's out there. Um, <laughs> Wherever it is, it's out there. I have a few friends that work uh, at Horror Nights uh, annually, and... Uh, one of them, she does the makeup, which she's shout to Hallie if you're listening. Hi, okay. Hallie. Um, but like, if you're listening, uh, you know, put a put a word in. You know, yeah, like we want do a ma house. Yeah, we want, ma. we want ma. Wait, I, I you want, know how? You I want know the ma the... keg. Like, I, like I want to pay like seven bucks to fill up a, at the ma keg. You know how like um, the Halloween Horror Nights Twitter account is being like fucking annoying right now, mm-hmm. and they're like not announcing anything. Mm-hmm. What if we just took an army of like twenty people, and we just tweeted them hashtag We Want Ma at Halloween Horror Nights thirty? Let's do it. They would do it. Okay. Yeah. I'll make that happen like right now. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. Okay. 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 Yeah. We're just gonna really quick take a break for a word from some of our sponsors. Thanks, guys. Hey friends, do you love movies? The good ones? Even the bad ones everyone told you not to like? Of course you do. That's why you listen to this podcast. It sounds like Super Yaki is the place for you. The team at Super Yaki loves movies, so much that they've dedicated every waking moment of their life to bringing you top quality merchandise to showcase your love for them. From super soft t-shirts celebrating the 20th anniversary of the cinematic masterpiece Josie and the Pussycats, Zillennial Canon Award winner, I'll add that, to comfy sweatshirts made for the brave members of the Movies By Yourself Club. They even have pins of some of your favorite directors, like Sofia Coppola and Jordan Peele. Super Yaki joyously brings you tangible love letters to movies and filmmakers that you can wear with pride. Plus, the team at Superyaki screen prints all their apparel using eco-friendly, 100% water-based inks and ships with compostable poly mailers for an environmentally friendly alternative to online shopping. As a special gift to you, because we love you and appreciate you, listeners can save 10% on their next order with code SUPERZILLENNIAL in all caps with no spaces at checkout. If the spirit moves you, find them at superyaki.com. Thank you so much, Superyaki, for sponsoring this episode. Let's watch more movies, guys. Um, so Space Jam. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, no, I was a- on I Was Scared too recently to discuss Halloween Horror Nights, but that's all I'm. That's literally all I'm thinking about lately because I just want all these like reveals and stuff. But I, you know, I am excited for Space Jam too. So I, 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 I genuinely think we should start. Like, we need to have like a spinoff pod where we talk about like. Like a different like park or topic each week because like the, that show could go on for like three hours weekly like it really could and me too like I, I I'm very into it um I mean I actually now that I've I already bounced like... back oh no go ahead no I was just gonna say I feel like it's just millennial canon to talk about like IP and theme parks because we literally grew up no, with right. like Correct, all these yeah. corporations just like randomly buying things that like we're nostalgic for and like right. making experiences out of them so like that's well, basically been our whole lives like it's not and, like it all yeah. goes back to theme parks like because that's the most well, interesting way that they could use ip or like the way that's most accessible to 
us to understand copyright law, which is why I feel like it always goes back to theme parks for us. Well, it's it's interesting because like last week when we were talking about back in action, we were like kind of praising like all the jokes about like IP and like, you know, it like literally opens with like Bugs Bunny, like signing his contract and like negotiating his deal with Warner Brothers and like Daffy leaving the company. and But like they're licensing his own name so he can't even speak his own name. Like it's really funny stuff. Um, but I forgot, like, the, even this movie pokes fun of, like, the Warner Brothers IP. I'll be, like, briefly, like, more briefly than Back in Action does. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's that scene where, like, um, Daffy, like, literally has the logo, like, tattooed on his ass. And it, like, it, like, like there's a lot of in-jokes here about, like, IP and the fact that they're branded and, like... Um, right, 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 yeah. And, I mean, I, I don't want to speak ill of Space Jam 2 before I've seen it, but, like, the, the second one just looks like... It, like It looks like it's overload on that, which, again, I, I could love it or hate it. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie. But, like, this movie has just enough that it's still funny. Like, it, it's enough that it's, like, self-referential in an amusing way, but not so often that it gets tiring, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think, um, like I mentioned this last week for Back in Action, but I think the best one to do it, and probably like one of the first, was Lego Movie, where you just throw all your fucking IPs into a thing for no reason other than jokes. And I think but that it works. Yeah, for exactly. Like, because exactly. if you Lego look at a child's movie. room, then you have yeah. like all these different toys. So, like, it makes sense. Yeah. You know? Um, but, but that movie didn't even just stop at Warner Brothers. Like, they actually somehow got the rights to, like, Star Wars and shit. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's a very brief scene, but, like, Han Solo shows up in that movie, and it's, yeah. like, yeah. it's hilarious. It's I really think, good. I think Lego's a different thing, though, because if you think about it, like, Lego can get... I feel like Lego's, like, an entirely different world, because Lego isn't... Like, they they will collaborate with every single brand. Like, they've always had Harry Potter Legos, Star Wars Legos. Um, yeah, yeah, They recently started making, like, Disney Legos, like, right. Disney Princess, like, whatever. Um, and they'll, like, collab with, like, car brands, like, all that. And then they, they had Indiana Jones, and then they had the video games. And they weren't, like, Disney, like, the Lego Star Wars games, and the Indiana Jones games weren't, like, Disney like branded or anything um but then when they started making i think it's when the characters started talking mm-hmm. like i remember the car like the lego minifigures started talking when they started making jurassic park legos and the lego games gotcha. and i think that might be where copyright stuff started getting like weird is that weird to say like no it's not and that like goes to like what I was gonna bring up about Legos because like recently Universal acquired the Lego like the the movie franchise yeah. the movie distribution rights from Warner Brothers, um, which like I don't know enough about like the IP or like what that exactly means but like does that mean you can't use the same characters from the Lego movies like because I I really like those characters that they've already established yeah. like I know you probably can't use Batman anymore I don't think um but like I already like the original Lego characters like Emmett and like mm-hmm. uh, like whatever the yeah. names are like I I like them I think and... they're gonna have to start fresh unfortunately that upsets me that yeah, really me upsets too. me me too listen the Lonely Island better be involved um yeah right i forgot 
Um, yeah, they did two bangers back to back with both movies. Yeah, two um, bangers back to back. One of them was featuring Beck. Shout out to Back to Back Podcast. Hey yo, Zach and Courtney, what's up? On the microphone. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Yeah. Um, but I I'm trying to think of like because like yeah. you, what you have um you have Back to the Future, you have Jurassic Park, you have like all these Universal properties that you can like Lego fi so to speak well they have like lego sets of them already like i have like ghostbusters legos no that's what i'm saying like but you can but like in movie form i mean like that's what you can draw from so like i wonder but then like how do you do it in a way that's not like it's not just the same first lego movie but like with a different ip to draw from like yeah i'm just like how do you even go about doing like at that point Mm -hmm. like i think the best route would be like do like a jurassic like a Jurassic Park movie or something. Yeah, I, I could see them say, doing that. Yeah, I think Lego, like Lego content, was at its peak, which like I was a big like Lego kid. I can't remember if I like ever talked about this. Um, I like played like all the Lego video games as a kid. I think they were so entertaining and they were like the funniest things in the world. Like before they made the like minifigures like speak, because they did like weird like physical comedy. Yeah. And I think that they were, like, some of the best video games. Like, the Indiana Jones one I would, like, play. Yeah, like, we've, we've talked about time. that on the pod before. Like, yeah, the Indiana probably. Jones one specifically. Yeah, yeah. I, I would play that all the time on Wii. Um, and, like, Lego Star Wars on the PC was just, like, a classic. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I remember getting, like, I think I've told this story before. But I, getting, I remember getting, like, really stoned one night and playing Jurassic World on my friend's couch at, like, 3 a.m. The Lego Jurassic World game. And it was genuinely an amazing game like i was just I like maybe after that i feel like you were like you need to get this game and i was like i think i haven't i've just never played it like, <laughs> i i think i was just like sporadically texting everyone in my contact i'm like guys have you have you played this game and, it, and they're like adam go to sleep <laughs> i will say that um as of i think this year uh the looney tunes are legos now oh that's cool. wait let me look this up because i want to see like how weird it looks um yeah as of i think i think this year uh they have oh wait no that's cute yeah they are really really cute it's like minifigures uh and you can get them all so yeah you know because sometimes you see like lego like 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 things that are lego fied and it looks weird but no this is actually like really cute Mm -hmm. i have a uh i have a maggie simpson lego minifigure somewhere in my room just like sitting on a shelf and i love her Wait, there's a there's a Sylvester who just is carrying a baseball bat and it looks terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so he's ready like, to bomb. Um, okay, one note that I have, I feel like I don't remember who I said this to, but so that clip came out of Zendaya. Okay, first of all, the picture came out of Lola Bunny. Or the video of her. And the internet went crazy. We need to address the fact that Twitter broke that day. Um, <laughs> over how she looked. Well, well, let's not sugarcoat it, Kira. They were... they. It wasn't just how she looks. It was I'm the not fact... Gonna, I'm not gonna attribute this quote to anybody. Because I don't want to, like, out them about it. But somebody said they cut off her, like, big honkers or something like that. <laughs> I have it like screenshot <laughs> on my computer. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna say who said that. I know who that is. Oh, and if you're listening, uh, uh, wait, it's who I think it is, right? 
who else would say that? Oh, I know you're going to be listening. And oh, I want to say hello to you. And I'm not going to say who your name is. But ha, 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 ha. That's all I have to say. <laughs> okay. But like, what about her like hopping bunny ass? Like, they also like tripped oh her down too. Like, I don't are you yourself on the pod. I'm. I, at this point, I have nothing to lose on the pod. Um, <laughs> no, it is. <laughs> And the thing I, would is, like, I would like to. I would like to say, I'm not sure if we talked about this before recording, but uh, I discovered that Skype has a feature that you could turn on subtitles for the Skype call, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, they just censored Adam. They don't want you to hear what Adam just said. Yo, this is censorship, Adam. guys. This is what. <laughs> this is what the. Um... This is what 1984 was about. They don't want to hear about Lola Bunny's ass. No, when they were talking about, like, internet laws, like, a few years ago, and everyone, like, Trevor Noah and all, John Stewart and shit were, like, saying, like, we gotta protect it, like, CPC or whatever. Like, this is what they were talking about. They were talking about me being censored about Lola Bunny's ass. Like, (laughs) and I'm not gonna stand for it, quite frankly. Like, um, (laughs) the truth has to be out there. Like, let it, like, let the bunny be hot. Like, who, like, who's, who cares? Like, like, no, 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 no. Like, who... I'm not like I'm not gonna shoot you down over this. I, I'm just, I, I I feel the same way. <laughs> Literally every single day on Twitter, there's like weird discourse where it's like a teenager one time says like there shouldn't be sex scenes in movies, and then like so thirty stupid. year olds are like, "What are you talking about?" Like yeah. blah 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 blah, and like okay, yeah, whatever. Um, but I think that it is weird that they didn't keep the same design of Lola Bunny when clearly this entire movie is being made for like our age bracket and like millennials Mm -hmm. because one will kids care maybe two they like a few years ago I think I brought this up last week too a few years ago there was a weird resurgence of like I mean, not weird, but, like, I mean, Sean knows. It's, like, his whole style. It's, like, really cool. Well, yeah, like, in, like, high school, but where it's, like, just, like, 90s aesthetics, like, specifically Space Jam aesthetics came back. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, like, marketed out to, like, you can get Space Jam stuff in Target and Walmart and Forever 21. It was the same thing with, like, the Goofy movie and, like, Powerline. Like, that became a factor or two. Like, it's just movies that, like... uh, I don't know. Nostalgia is bigger than ever right now. Well, know? like I think, I, I think we're kind of underestimating like how good the Space Jam might perform. Like because like I've been on in public. Like I've been on in public. I've been on in public like recently, and I've seen like Toon Squad like shirts like all over the place. Yeah. Just like, and I'm like, I wow. Want, like I never got one. I, I kind of want one too, honestly, because like even like the new design, like I sometimes I think like the updated designs of things look bad, but the the one from the new movie looks kind of sick, honestly. Like it's like a neon blue, uh, very retro like kind of framing, but it's like just new enough that it's like different and it, it looks good. Yeah. Um. So like yeah, no, like I think there's like an actual kind of excitement from like people like not necessarily because yeah. I, I know like film twitter makes it seem like oh this movie looks terrible but i think the general populace like i mean like people can say it looks it. terrible but like everybody's going to go see it exactly or like, they're it's gonna one watch of those it on movies. hbo like yeah um i didn't even know it was coming to theaters but that's like a nice thing because like i think it'll be the thing where like 
I think every movie that we've seen in theaters, I have loved it so far, specifically because we are in a movie theater. Mm-hmm. And we have seen great movies recently, but like, and like I tweeted about this, but like people like applauding after like songs and in the heights, like, and I, I cannot tell you how normal things felt and good in that moment. Like, yeah, I think that's like, why I like Krilla people... so much, just because it's like theaters. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah. 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 But um, well, wait, are, are you guys going to see Space Jam in theaters or are you going to do it? Opening yeah. night. I'm there opening night, hands down. Yeah. Uh, but I'm afraid that there won't be a moment as exciting as Flat Newman. <laughs> Need. Do you guys think he, I think he's going to make a cameo. I think they're just going to go Wayne all Knight? on the stage. I would yeah. scream. I would literally um, Wayne Knight, I haven't seen on the silver screen since, like, what, Hail Caesar? He's in a movie coming out this weekend. What movie? Twelve Mighty Orphans. That's, That's not real. Fuck? It, that's not real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the poster. The it's a sports movie. It's not real. Yeah, it's not real, but it, it does exist. Scrawny Scron- um, football team of orphans. That's there's twelve of them. That's mm-hmm. too many. That's too many. Like, did they grow up to be the? Did they grow up to be the twelve angry men? <laughs> they they started as cheaper by the dozen, and then it went um to. 12 mighty Are you orphans. telling me that Steve Martin died and he they became dies. 12 mighty orphans? <laughs> Remember when uh, in the second movie when Taylor Lautner like zip lines on him? He he like fucking dies after that. Oh, and, uh, uh, Wayne Knight has orphans. has been in things since Hail Caesar. I can confirm. Um, wait, oh, what, was he in Hail Caesar? Yeah, yeah. He, he he is going to be in Space Jam too. Now that you're talking about it, like he he has to be. Yeah, there's and oh, he was in Blind Spotting. Yes, uh, he was. Now I remember he was um some shop owner or something. Yeah, he was also yeah. in another movie that's not real. Uh, <laughs> the the Crocodile Dundee, the excellent Mister Dundee. That's a movie that came out, but that's not real either. Yeah, Chevy Chase um, in that. His uh, I wonder if there was any aminosity. Am- uh, how do you say that? I'm butchering the word. Aminosity. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if there was any uh, tension. I'll say that instead on set between uh, Chevy Chase and Wayne Knight on the very excellent Mister Dundee because they were both uh, previously competing for the role of Stan in Space Jam. What do you guys think? Um, Mister Knight's probably a gentleman. Chevy Chase probably like forgot that it happened. I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I I know. I'm pretty sure MJ is like confirmed to have at least a cameo in the second one, which I like. I, that's another thing where like I don't see how you do that without at least like acknowledging or uh-huh. like having a cameo with him. Yeah. I'm sure Charles Barkley will show up in it too because he's like in everything. Like if if you invite Charles Barkley onto something, he'll do it. Um, Get him on the pod. I will. Um, I'm pretty sure he lives in Florida, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Um, I I have some pull with the NBA a little bit. Um, I could imagine like you just like texting me and be like, "Yo, he just showed up to my house to smoke." <laughs> Shaq literally lives like 20 or 30 minutes away from me. Um, we saw Shaq. You... We we did, yeah. Where at? We <laughs> Adam's not going to believe us. Every single person I tell, I tell I'll this believe dude, you. they're like. Every no, you you simply won't. Like every single person I tell this to, they're like, "What?" And in retrospect, I'm like, "Yeah, wait, what?" Like, but at the time, I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." We like went to an event, 
for Oreos at Chelsea Market in New York City, where Shaq was there for whatever reason. Yeah, I don't know why he was there. But not only Shaq, but uh, a game that Shaq would play as well, where uh, they'd put like a, a like. I don't even know how to describe it. They put like a headband around your head like a that fucking, had like, like honey. I shrunk the kid's headband, like a yeah. like, like a, a bad like a scientist headset. a headset, and you'd have to move Oreos with your brain waves and see if the Oreo on the string would move. And you had to like dunk it in milk or something. And with your people phone. were competing with yeah, you had to dunk it in milk, and people were competing with Shaq to see if Shaq's brain would move the Oreo or your brain would move the Oreo. Yeah. And I think I I didn't do it with Shaq, but either it was me or you, Kira. I don't remember. And the Oreo moved. I remember it moving for me. Yeah. Yeah. I do I believe you. because You this do is believe just, us, but I don't. No, only because it's so specific. <laughs> only because yeah. it's so specific. Yeah. It, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's quite the story, and I don't know how they did it. And it probably was just like some guy behind the counter moving the Oreo with the string, or was it actually our our brain waves? Um, probably, the... probably the string. But um, <laughs> I'm just gonna yeah. throw but it out. Shaq was there. He was really tall. Yeah, that's kind of his thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there was like a gang of middle schoolers just like around him. It was funny. Wait. Yeah. The uh, one of the most. Well, is this? I, I I need the two zillennial experts to to let me know. Is this millennial or is this zillennial? That's how I beat Shaq by Aaron Carter. That's millennial. Zillennial. No, that's zillennial. Whoa. Okay. That um, was, I'm that just was a split down the middle. That was like 2003, right? It was like... 2001, and it was also used in the trailer for the Hair Arnold movie. Yeah, I remember it. Like I remember distinctly. Like I know every well, line to that song. I, I think it's like one of those cusp things, maybe like where it's. Like Aaron a, Carter was my first concert. That's insane. Like, <laughs> Adam, what was your first concert? I don't want to say it. What is it? Uh, oh, you gotta say it. It's like some country. I don't even know like what it like who it was. It was at SeaWorld, and I went with my mom. Okay, your first concert being at SeaWorld is millennial enough, I think. That is, it's super right? is super. Um, well, like, yeah, um, but like, I remember, like, I was like seven or something, and my mom took me. It was like some famous country singer. I don't know his fucking name. Um, I remember like falling asleep, and there's like a picture of me like, like asleep on my mom's arm, and I have like a shamu like ice cream bar in my hand that's about to fall out of my hand in a second, <laughs> like while like fucking cowboy is singing on stage in front of me. Uh-huh. I will say that um, <laughs> as I. Uh, uh, as I um, <laughs> as I make a reservation to see Peter Rabbit two in theaters uh, oh, no. this Friday, I would like to say that twelve twelve mighty orphans is playing at my local AMC. Yeah, please don't like reserve a ticket for that instead. Yeah, I, I maybe this would be the one. Movie. Maybe this would be the one sports movie you like. No, I'm not saying that, Adam. That movie's not real. You know, we um, said the same thing about Cruella. It's well, still not real, it. and we love Cruella. No, Cruella always felt real. Twelve Mighty Orphans? What the fuck is that? 
Cruella always felt real. It didn't feel real until the second we sat down to watch it, and then the second it ended, it still didn't feel real, but I love it. Wait, what the fuck is a 12 Mighty Orphans? Bitch, I'll kill you. (laughs) (laughs) Is it it's supposed to be like so obviously it's supposed to be like 12 angry men but is it like no it's not like it's actually not it's no not. like like a, like, a, <laughs> like a like the title like i don't think so i don't think there's self because there was just 12 of them kira no it's a true story you're like, telling it's... me that like 12 adjective like noun is not a That's reference like... to 12 angry men yeah, but that's like saying so. 12 years a slave is a reference to 12 No, it's 12 not, years. because that's a time period. Like, 12 years is a length of time. It's not counting the amount of, like, men. Well, the, the, the titular 12 angry men didn't invent being 12 dudes in a room. Like, they didn't invent <laughs> that. All right. I, like, I've been eight, in the room with 11 other mi- Eight miles, not a reference to eight and a half. Yeah, exactly. Thank but you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, actually, Eminem is a fleeting dude. Yeah. yeah. Eight and a half. Yeah. Um. <laughs> like, um. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> numbers. Have y'all heard of just like numbers? No. Um. <laughs> Yeah. So okay, are we gonna talk? Oh, okay, wait. This movie, this movie. Um, imagine Howie Bling betting on this game. There, I saw <laughs> there was a Twitter meme about that recently. Oh really? I'm not. Like it, I'm not it was really. like the um, it was like the scene where he's like watching the TV, but like they edited like scenes from Space Jam into it, and it was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think he would bet on the monsters and like lose. He would, and just like fucking get shot in the head. Yeah. Um, Damn, rip Howie Bling. R.I.P. Buddy. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I don't even know where to like. Like, I know I want to like talk about this movie, but like, I don't even know where to like dig into it. At, it's just it's, vibes. Like, it's literally just vibes. Like, it's yeah, it's it it's really funny, but like, I think it's like one of those things where you have to be like completely like in on the joke to even remotely enjoy it. Like if you're like, if you're just like a kid who is shown space jam for the first time in like 2021 and you have like no adult telling you what it's supposed to be. And you're just watching it. I don't know how you like it. Like if you're a kid today, I disagree. I think it's timeless. I feel like we always say this about every movie. And I think that we should like get funding from the government or like, Mm-hmm. like movie studios or something to like put together like control groups and like just have kids watch these movies and be like did you care about this movie i want to set up a Moz basement but just to like show up like show no kids space no, jam no, like, no no um, sorry um at the government that was a joke for legal reasons that was not true um <laughs> just a Moz basement me like showing them bionicle mask of the light for like two hours i'm like okay you guys can go like oh, we're, we're good trap. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like a saw trap when you made me watch fucking bionicle mask of light hey that's a great movie i don't think it is adam you didn't even like it when you made me watch it you were like sorry i don't know what you're doing i don't know literally what you're like five about. minutes into the movie you were like i'm sorry 
you simply have to pull up the receipts because I don't believe you. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> just like you do whenever I'm like, when the fuck did I say that we were covering Space Jam in two? Weeks? Oh, it's and so then... fucking funny. You were just like so, every time I, you listeners, think that we didn't commit to a pod. Listeners, <laughs> listeners. So Sean knows too that I'm very forgetful, and if I don't write something down in my planner, I will immediately forget it. Uh-huh. Um. I will literally just, like, make plans with Adam, be like, okay, we're gonna do this movie in this week, this movie this week, and we'll, like, be organized, and, like, the reason why we're not organized most of the time is because I just forget, and I'm always texting Adam and being like, wait, what are we doing next week, whatever, and his new thing is instead of answering my questions, (laughs) he'll just send me screenshots of texts that, text conversations that we had, like, two weeks ago. (laughs) Because he's sick of my bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, thank you. No, it's just like, what was it like? Um, you said any idea what we're doing this week? And I'm just like, I send you a screenshot saying, how about we get Sean on for a space jab and like we cover it, like, <laughs> like after Bloomington's <laughs> back in action. You're like, oh yeah, like, thanks, yeah, Dusty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah. So when you need a reminder of what we're doing next week, I'll be sure to send the receipts. Yeah, please. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, okay, wait, so you guys have to draft a team of like anyone in the Warner Brothers IP. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say you get six core players who you, who you who you get in. I'll tell you. Um... Uh, <laughs> um for listeners, uh, she brought out the VHS copy of Eyes Wide Shut. Um, so Uncensored it's, baby director's so, cut. They're so who are we getting? Are, are we doing Cruz and Kidman and Kubrick, or just one of them, two the of them? Whole, like the whole cult. The whole cult. Gotcha. Oh, so just like all the masked people is your is your tune squad. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking. Um, I what have about you, Adam. You you go first. Uh, I uh, this... that's a that's a loaded question. Um, I feel like we're gonna get a Gandalf in there because he's so fucking tall. Um, he can be like our Shaq. Is he um, tall or is he just in the context of hobbits? Fuck. Um... <laughs> 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 All right, I said it. I said it. We got Gandalf. We got uh, we got Pennywise, who may also not be tall in the context of children. So I'm, I keep. He would be good up. at dribbling. He would be good at dribbling though, because like remember that dance that he did where he's like. Like, oh, yeah, about that. That's yeah, basically yeah, yeah. just like dribbling a basketball, but he's like putting his whole body into it, you know. Yeah, I think I, I do think um, we're also gonna get alcoholic Ben Affleck from the way back. There um, you go. Okay. Okay. Um, he would fucking kill it. Um, no pun intended. Um, uh, <laughs> as, as anyone who has seen the way back, they get that reference. Uh, um, the Matrix. Um, yes. Yeah, Keanu, oh, oh, thank you, Kira. Neo, mm. Neo would fucking kill, like, cause he's the chose. Like, could you imagine, like, like, it, like the scene in the Ferris Matrix where he's like fucking up like uh, Agent M, yeah. But like replace that with him like going up against the monsters, yeah. Like instead of like, instead of like getting the bullets all the way, he gets the basket in slow motion. He's or, in like, Space Jam too, right? Uh, yeah. Probably yes. tell me. Um, yeah. I hope Joaquin Phoenix Joker is in it. Oh, I would. Oh, that that's another good one. No, he's like the you guy know, that slips all the time. You know who's like my starting like offense or whatever? Is that starting is, offense? Is that a is that a 
position. Uh, I'll allow it. Sure, go for it. Where's there a position where there's two people? Um. Well, off. Yeah, offense. Go for it. Wait, what? What are you asking? Like, what? What are you asking? Like, uh, like you know, like there's like de- like two people on defense, two people on offense. Is there like a position where there's like two people like working together? Well, that's just the whole game. That's the vibe. Like, there's okay. like it case by case. Like, you just kind of move around. All right. The well, the coaches of my team are Ed and Lorraine Moore. <laughs> oh my god. Mm, good. Good. Yeah. All right. I think I have my picks. Wait, hold on. The devil and made me Adam, talk on your Annabelle, ass. Annabelle's the team captain. Um, hold yeah, on. the nun would be a good one. Um, on. This opens up a whole world. Yeah. Ready this Player is One oh, is no. technically a Warner Brothers movie. I so mean, not technically it is. Would all of those... Would everything in Ready Player One... Okay, we're not, we're not, the only thing I'm not allowing is, like, no Godzilla, no Iron Giant. Like, nothing that's bigger than the hoop, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, nothing taller than the hoop. What about um, Sandra Bullock in the blind side? What about, wait, Ready Player One, that's good, too, because he has such a long leg in the poster, so you could just yeah. use him to play basketball. Wait, if Sandra Bullock from the blind side is on your team, it's like, you're changing this team's life. Hold no, on. They're changing mine. Yeah, she's the cap. Like, she's like the motivational speaker for the team. Um, yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Let me know why Google's algorithm says that top picks for me when I search Warner Brothers movies is Osmosis Jones. Let me know why. It's a great fucking movie. Cast? I saw that in theaters. Um, yeah. Great, great unhinged movie. Mm. I wish Unhinged was a Warner Brothers movie because I would love to get a Russell Crowe on my team. Um, I feel like crazy rich Asians. Why? I'm just looking at Warner Brothers properties. Oh, I thought you were saying like you want them on the team. I'm like, why? Like, okay. it's not like they don't Can play I basketball. Share mine? Okay, go for it. The team. Yeah. Go okay, for it. I want the Gremlins. All of the Gremlins. Mm. Sorry, Adam. I'm gonna disobey you here. I want King Kong. King Kong's on my team. <laughs> and I got Beetle- and I got Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Wait, 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 wait. I said six players we got how many you want all the gremlins king kong and who else all right two of the gremlins, king <laughs> two of the gremlins. yeah like like i want gizmo and then i want like a fucking crazy gremlin and then right. we need king kong definitely we need beetlejuice and the last two players are from the warner brothers movie from i'm looking up the year from 1964, we need Eliza Doolittle and Henry Higgins from My Fair Lady. <laughs> I want them on my team. Uh, I, at this point, I... <laughs> Adam, what's your entire lineup? I, I think I might be retooling a little bit. So, okay. okay. Right. Um, I'm going to remove Gandalf because um, that bitch is old. Um, but. Uh, okay, we gotta. Well, let's keep Neo. Neo is like a definite lock. Like Neo has to be in there. Um, I'm keeping Pennywise because Pennywise is my boy. Um, you need an alcoholic on the team, so I'm keeping Ben Affleck. Um, let's say let's go with the Flash. I want the Flash because like he could he could do some serious damage. Um, you know what? Fuck it. I'm getting Lola Bunny. I don't care. Fuck it. Like I, I, I want, I want Lola on my team. Like I just yeah. think it's funny. I'm the only one that brought, uh, you know, put a woman on the team. 
but that's just me. Uh, um, um, I don't know if, if gremlins have genders. That's true. That's true. Um, uh, and wait, actually, no. I said Eliza Doolittle from My Fair Lady. Oh yeah, you're right. My bad. Oh, Sorry, yeah. my bad. Um, <laughs> Which I'm not. I'm not sure what the what the the two stars of uh, My Fair Lady would do to help on a basketball team because they're all just about being British and like fixing a Cockney accent. But um, you know, it, it would be fun. That's all. No, okay, I, my, I think there would be emotional support. My official lineup. Oh wait, wait. Can I just say I didn't do my sixth one? Yeah. I, I think I would also have um, Mr. Tenet himself, John David Washington, because he knows how the game ends, and he like he he had already happened. Thank okay. you. That's it. Well. Um. Okay, I'm like writing it all down. Uh. Okay, so starting lineup is Mildred Pierce, <laughs> Ed and Lorraine Warren, <laughs> Detective Pikachu, but voiced by Danny DeVito. Charles Foster Keynes. Um, alternates are Allie from A Star is Born and Nicole Kidman in uh, Eyes Wide Shut. So you're just playing yeah. to lose at this point. Very like you're not you're not yeah. coming in to win. Richard the game. Jewell, I think, is my Oh, that's MVP. a good one. Yeah. He's my MVP. Um, how about Scrappy Doo? Let's get a Scrappy no. Doo on the team. Fuck that um, guy. Yeah, let's get let's how about this, ready? If we're going the Scrappy Doo route, <laughs> I'm gonna get Six Mr. Beans. I want six Rowan Atkinsons. What if, like, I hope the baby <laughs> from 2001 A Space Odyssey is in Space Jam 2 for real. I want the fucking ape who just, like, he he, <laughs> he sees shit, the like, apes, one like, time out. The apes beating each other with the bones. I hope that's how Space Jam 2 opens. <laughs> they oh, I would, I would absolutely shit myself yeah. if that happened. That'd be like, so for funny. the first 20 minutes. Just I would monkeys love that. beating each other. Honestly, sounds like my kind of movie. Like that's a, I think that'd be a callback to uh, MVP Most Dog Primate. What about um, Willy Wonka, Sean? I'm surprised you didn't say Willy Wonka. Can I? Yeah, I want, I want all, all my sidelines to be Oompa Loompas. <laughs> all of them. Deep Roy. But yeah, I... Deep Roy Oompa Loompas. Can I just say? Yeah. Um, on the topic of Willy Wonka, that the one that's being announced with a. Uh, um, the director of Paddington and has Timothy Chalamet mm-hmm. as Willy Wonka. Um, and now it got announced like the other day that like it's going to be a musical set in the 70s and um, the rise of the industrial complex or something. And like, I know we've been down this road before where we talk about movies that don't feel real. But if that movie happened, it's, if it's a movie musical with Timothy Chalamet playing Willy Wonka from the director of Paddington, it might just be the best movie of all time. Like, it might be fucking incredible. Mm. Um, it sounds really fucking cool. I, it's probably way cooler in my head than it actually will be. But that kind of sounds like the exact fake movie that I want studios to make more often. Agreed. It sounds great. Like, come on. Like, Little Timmy in a musical? No like, thoughts had empty. Sounds great. Kira agrees. If she was awake, she would agree. Um <laughs> Also, oh, and uh, the coach can be um, uh, uh, Denzel, the little things, Washington, um, just because he's always on the mind. He He's literally the worst detective ever in that movie. It's like comical how he does not solve any case, and yet he's been employed for 20 years. Um, so I just kind of want him to be there to humble us, because I feel like we just have too many good players. Yeah, I think 2001 A Space Odyssey Baby is my coach. 
how about you, Sean? Who who you got coaching your team? Huh. Am am I on my team? You, you can be your coach. Yeah, go for it. I'm my coach, but if I don't feel like coaching, I'm getting I'm getting Stan because I want to see Flat Newman back. <laughs> <laughs> I want. That's a good choice. Yeah, Wayne Knight. And you one mascot. Like, wait a minute. One mascot. Hold on. We didn't even take Riverdale into consideration. And for Isn't good that... reason. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, maybe if we were playing a game of uh, high school football, maybe. But yeah, but you don't basketball. know the highs and lows. Oh, you're right, I don't. But that's why I would need all the of epic Riverdale. highs and lows. I no, exactly. have a plea <laughs> that I would yeah. like to say on the podcast currently. Please. Yeah. Not that I think that this will happen and this is just a very polite suggestion but you know both of our pods are sponsored by super yaki maybe it's due time that they have a wayne knight collection (laughs) (laughs) because that man was in every uh you know every every movie ever Mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> no, I mean his his appearance in Jurassic no, I, Park is genuinely yeah. uh, icon more iconic than like most things. So, I, like... I'm not super yucky. I'm not trying to give you ideas or anything. I'm just saying that uh, you know uh, we really we really love Wayne Knight, or I really love Wayne. Knight. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I don't want to I don't want to make this another super yucky pod, but like or like a whole like episode about super yucky. But did they ever release their Fast and Furious thing, or was that, or am I making that up? Was that a thing that was happening? Um, I think they're going to. I, um, I, there are a few collections that are still coming out. Because I, I remember them like teasing it on Twitter, and I sent you the screenshot. I'm like, holy shit! Like, I'm gonna buy. I'm yeah, gonna buy out. I can the see it store. coming, but yeah, they have a few collections coming up that are kind of cool. See, see, we're we're not only sponsored by Super Yaki, but we're fans. Yeah, exactly. Literally, yeah, we're fans. Love I have maybe, another. Maybe, I have the Maria Menounos shirt coming. Um, I should. Is it sold out? If not, I'll buy it. I think it. it was just a pre-order for a few days. Yeah, but it's sold out now. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Maybe, uh, uh, you know, maybe maybe Super Yaki will be the coach of my team. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Super Yaki would be like. I think it'd be good if we all had fun and watched movies together. Yeah, and Super um, Yaki would be. The only like coolest company and people to like manage a team of like King Kong and like Beetlejuice <laughs> and like the cast of My Fair Lady. Can I also say about um about Space Jam in particular? Please um, <laughs> try to <yeah. laughs> I don't think there's um a movie a movie original movie song that's more synonymous like with that pop culture than that of like come on and slam and oh, like every it's so every good. every nba game that you go to still plays it today like they play it like during every halftime or like whatever like if you go to a game in person you are going to hear that song because it is so iconic and this movie utilizes that song perfectly this movie entirely knows exactly what it's doing and it does it to perfection from start Agreed. to finish. It really has a great soundtrack, I would say. Like tremendous. Yeah, like it's so good. And I agree where like 
it's the kind of thing where like it, say if you're watching like a Star Wars movie or like whatever, like they really know where to put the score, like the familiar score to like make you be like, oh yeah, I'm like pumped up. It's a yeah. very similar instance here where they'll play like something just to, like get you all riled up and like it's really good. Yeah. I also think that I'll and maybe this is something that I'm a little bit worried about, but so much of like um I mean maybe not so much, but like I feel like a lot of kids stuff will like rely on pop culture and everything like that. Um like making like references. And this movie doesn't really do that that much, except for um something that is like really funny is like the um the pulp fiction moment. Um Right. Yeah, which is like topical of its time and like pretty funny because like people still get it till this day. I don't know. <laughs> well this was like two years after Pulp Fiction, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. So it was like cool to like see them do that. Yeah, like, I thought that was that's a joke I didn't notice until this rewatch same, today yeah. or yesterday. So what you're um, saying is do you think that like the tunes will like dance down the Joker stairs? To I get would to the game? genuinely like a hundred I'm not even kidding. I would not be surprised. Like, I, I really truly would not be surprised. You know I made a joke about it, but I actually would really like to see um, like I know that they like cut like the the Casablanca sequence, but or like they just cut like Pepe Le Pew. But I have to wonder, and I will be like gleaming if like the Looney Tunes actually go into like Casablanca. Like that's just like so good and like ties back to like the Warner Brothers theme being as time goes by for like the longest time, and like it would just be like really cool. Um, so I want to see stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, if cool. they put them, if they put them in like old movies, that would be cool. Agreed. Yeah. Well, that's that's like cooler than like what the trailer seems to be, and I I'm kind of convinced that the movie won't be as like bad as it looks to me because like I'm pretty sure that's just for like marketing material, like oh yeah. it's King Kong and like oh it's like the Flintstones and shit. Like I'm like I I don't know if the movie's gonna be good per se, but I'm almost a little bit confident that it won't be as bad as i'm hoping or like uh, hoping it's not because like my idea right now is like i'm just have my anticipation like super low for it and then hopefully i just get like i'm pleasantly surprised when i see it um but like they have the perfect opportunity to do like some really cool stuff and also like i feel like this is like inherently able to be more playful than ready player one was so like you just have the opportunities to like just do some really silly fun things and i really hope they take advantage of it yeah i agree and yeah I, i'm looking forward to it yeah well <laughs> should we wrap it up on space jam here yeah i don't have officially... much to say about it other than, like that's the thing i have such a personal connection to space jam just because it was like the first movie like i said but like other than that i just like kind of see space jam like well i love the Looney tunes and they're fun as hell and the movie's cool as hell. And it's just like the the editing style is so fast paced. And that's what makes it like really exciting. And other than that, yeah, it's just a good time. Like that's literally all it is. Like it's just like fun yeah. to watch. I think Kira said it perfect when, you know, she said it's just like vibes because it really is. But it captures the vibes of like that era so perfectly. And like, I love it. Yeah, no, um, it, it's it really is like it is entirely a vibe movie, but I don't think that's like a bad thing whatsoever. Because like when you're making a movie that's like literally about aliens, like, also we didn't even talk about like how like like this movie's about like an alien race that is like 
wanting TV ratings, so they go, they like they find the Looney Tunes to try to like play them in basketball. Like the the plot of this movie is really funny, mm-hmm. um, and Danny DeVito voices the main alien, and that's fun. Um, but like this movie is so weird. Like people don't talk about that enough either. Like how weird this movie is from the conceit, and it's just. But it works. Like from start to finish, it works really well, especially if you have any kind of nostalgic hold on it. And um, I know we talked about it like last week a little bit. Like we we're like, oh, I don't know if it holds up that well. Now that I've rewatched it, I think it holds up super well. Um, if anything, it holds up even better in my eyes because like the '90s NBA jokes are even funnier in retrospect now that you like know how all of it played out. Um, and the Looney Tunes stuff is really good because we're so like deprived of it nowadays. Yeah, like, I don't know. It just it it worked like it was a really good rewatch for me. I it kind of exceeded my rewatch anticipation. Yeah, it's time I love fun. this movie. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah. So any any thoughts, Kira? <laughs> Wait, I I didn't even okay. This note I was gonna bring it up when we were talking about Lola Bunny, and then we went feral. So, the clip of Zendaya talking, doing the voice of Lola Bunny, it doesn't work because Lola Bunny, nobody broke it down as simply as I'm going to, as I'm about to do. And I definitely texted this to somebody. I didn't tweet it because it would just be stupid if I tweeted it. It doesn't work because Lola Bunny is a hey girl and Zendaya is a bruh girl. That's true. Um, you know? Yes. <sighs> yeah, I mean... Adam, what do you... Uh, no, I just think Zendaya's a fantastic actress and she can accomplish anything. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking... Don't even bring up Zendaya with Sean here. Um, mm. No, we talked about on Seltzercast last time. Yeah. Uh, we, um, we didn't. That, that was cut out of Seltzercast. Oh, my so. bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah. Uh, um, that did not happen. Vibe. It's the vibe. You're telling me Zendaya is not a bra girl. No, I'm not. I did. I did. I Adam's, say that. Adam's I did not trying to. That. Adam's trying to reel out a, a a hot take for me that was cut out of my pod. So you know. I <laughs> no. I I I didn't say. Um, what do you call? It? I didn't say she wasn't a bra girl. I just said she's a talented actress who could. She could be a hey girl if she like wanted to be. Like she can do whatever she wants. Um. Like you put Zendaya in anything, um, honestly, you try. You can redesign Lola Bunny all you want, but if you're making Zendaya voicer, she's hot. Sorry, she's still hot. Um, and also, like, I, <laughs> Kira's just like over it. She's like completely. No, I'm, I'm saving pictures of my starting lineup to make a uh, to make a team photo. I'm not even joking. Oh, man. I hate it here. Um, no, in all seriousness, I, I'm not horny for the animated bunny. I just, I think it's funny. The discourse is funny. Um, I'm looking forward to Twitter in the coming weeks as this movie approaches um, release. And um, uh, I don't know. Zendaya is cool, I guess. That's my final thought. Well, Sean, do you have anything you want to share? <laughs> yeah, uh, stream seltzer cast. Uh, also, yeah, SeltzerCast is at SeltzerCast on Twitter. Um, follow SeltzerCast, new episodes every week. Um, and also, uh, you know, something a little bit more important. Uh, 
tweet at Halloween Horror Nights and say, uh, we want a Ma house, hashtag HHN30, hashtag Ma HHN. Uh, if you don't know what that means, uh, watch the movie Ma. And yeah, and follow me on Twitter, uh, Sean underscore P O'Brien. And um, yeah, stream Seltzercast. Watch Ma. Somebody, somebody replied to my tweet saying, we want Ma at Halloween Harness 30. They just said no. Wait, Halloween Horror Nights? Oh, it says it says conservative in their bio. That's okay. They don't deserve them all. Bam, I'll I'll block, trash block, them when I block. Uh, block. No, I'm not block. I'm gonna no. I want to talk shit. Come no, on. don't talk to conservatives on Twitter. Watch me. No, Watch don't talk me. to them under my tweet, please. Watch me. I'm um, blocking already. It's okay. Fuck. Um. <laughs> God. Can I? Just have fun. Like we just gotta we gotta dunk on them sometimes. No. Um it's fun. They don't uh, uh. You're right about that. Um you can follow me on Twitter at Adam underscore not Sandler, not dunking on conservatives, apparently. Um yeah, you can also find me on aggressively okay, either productions or podcast. We are um I mean it's still kind of a month away, but we're doing our production of nothing but buck here in Orlando, so like you can come at the end of July and be part of the live audience when we film it. Um, so that'll be fun. I guess okay, podcast is still going strong. Um, we got resolved without podcasts, which is cool because we got taken down for like three weeks, but we're back, so that's fun too. Um, yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. That's it. Awesome. You can follow me on Twitter at Garlic Emoji. Follow us on Twitter at Zillennial Canon on Instagram and uh, leave us reviews on Apple, which is fun. Um, and then you can uh, leave us a voicemail. You know, our phone number is in our Twitter page somewhere, Instagram bio, things like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Sean, for coming on. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having yeah. me. Yeah, of course. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Make sure you slam and welcome to the jam. (laughs) 